Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode six. Uh, good afternoon, Panda. Oh, how you doing? You all right? Can I can I say good afternoon? <laughs> well, no, not in this current climate. No, but it's uh, uh, it's, it's nuts. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, obviously, yeah, worrying time, no doubt about it. But um, I guess what we're doing a remote podcast. The only way is up, though, isn't it? You know, everyone's going to be indoors in in a few weeks. I well, mean, it hasn't changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm self isolating anyway. You know, I'm giving back to the community. Um, but yeah, it's. I tell you what, I found funny about this. I saw um, a graph on uh, FT FT analysis of uh, something that John Hopkins University have uh, looked at Western countries and their coronavirus trajectory. And I think I was talking to you about this before we started recording. Like Hong Kong and Singapore really got this under control pretty quickly. And I think culturally, you know, my friend lives out in Hong Kong and he said that they use tissues to hold, like push the elevator buttons. No one was going outdoors. You know, I think they really kind of got a grip of it early. Whereas Italy, and obviously you look at the tra- trajectory the US is on. Um, yeah, it's chaotic there, isn't it? And I just, uh, I was surprised really. We've got Cheltenham going ahead and um, and obviously Liverpool last night. But then again, I'm, I'm no medical expert, but it's just my own personal opinion. Um, but yeah, what do you think about it all? From a, from that point of view, you know the events. Are, do you think we're under lockdown soon? Uh, I I can't see it going any other way. Mm. I think the UK government had a really good opportunity about five to, to eight nine days ago. Mm. And again, we have to caveat this with that neither of us are public health experts. Neither, <laughs> neither of us are no. epidemiologists. <laughs> or what is it? What is the word? If you're uh, uh... if you, if you study like epidemics and stuff or virologist, what is it? Infectious uh, disease. There's someone on the yeah. Joe Rogan podcast who was a specialist in infectious diseases. But, yeah, uh, I listened to that actually. That's but a good a list lot of people have been people out there. Epidemiology, yeah. Epidemiology, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, my my perspective on it is like when you look at countries like the US and Italy who have dealt with it very badly and they have been reactive more than proactive, and then you compare it with um as you said, Hong Kong, Singapore, mm. even South Korea to some extent, they they were more reactive, but they were reactive very aggressively. Yeah, rapid uh, school closures. Rapid school closures. Strong community responses. That type Ten, of 10,000 people tested a, a day. It's, yeah, it's yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're all up in arms to do whatever they can to prevent a, a bigger outbreak. And I just look at what the UK has done and, and sat idly by and looked at this. And it is super disappointing. It's it's something that could have... You, you know, you're talking about people's lives here, right? And if you could... They're in power to prevent... And I actually blame the government, but I also blame big companies for not kind of taking the lead because I know you have to err on the side of waiting for government advice and, and no one wants to be in a position where their uh, business and their revenue is stopped. But... If you are a company that is, you know, 200,000, 300,000 people, by you coming out and saying, look, we are we are shutting off business, we are turning off the tap, we are getting our company to work from home, that kind of forces governments to do something to some extent. So I think there is like a, yeah, there is a real concern on my regard that nothing was done sooner. But it seems as though, I, I think today with Ireland kind of going into lockdown, that that is definitely going to push 
the UK government to do to do something. Mm. It's upsetting. There's no doubt about it. And some of the first-hand accounts you read from Italy and Italian GPs um, paint a very bleak picture. You know, in the intensive care units. Um, and I think there's some discussions around health economists needing to make decisions on, you know, who to save because they're so um, overstretched in hospitals. Um, so it's worrying. I think there was a lot of it's just a, a bit of a cold, heavy flu. You know, we, we get through it. But um, I think 10 or 11 percent in Italy are in the age range of 18 to, to 49. So sort of fairly young. But then again, I think they, you know, who knows if they had a- asthma or they smoked underlying conditions. But it's uh, yeah, it's upsetting to read. And um, yeah, concerning times all around, I think there's no way to deny it. How have you felt the... Uh-oh. Did you expect the macro viewpoint to impact FI? And it, it can't really not impact FI. It's, it's impacted no. everything, right? Well, the FTSE, as we speak, I think the FTSE 100 is 29.7% down from peak. And I think it's... A, That's a low... from 2018, correct? Yes. Uh... Well, actually, I think it's the lowest it's been... Well, I better check that. The lowest it's been... Somebody said since 1998. No, surely. But not. I think they meant 2007. Uh, but everything's being hit, isn't it? Crypto, uh, the S and P 500, gold, gold. Yeah, which is usually <laughs> a safe haven, isn't it? It's the lowest since uh, like July 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only time I can see on the five-year FTSE 100 graph that it's been lower is. Yeah, 24th of June, 2016. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes, I've got it now. So, so yeah. Yeah, no, everything's been affected. Um, the timeline as we speak is, well, we're in the eye of the storm, aren't we? Let's face it. There, there is some panic, and I don't blame people for that. I think it's all well and good people saying, um, uh, what opportunities for next year and, you know, trying to advise people. And uh, I understand it. You know, I understand people... Wanting to maybe remove themselves from the market. I understand people wanting to kind of, you know, go into lockdown at home. You know, you have to handle it how you want. I, you know, I only talk from my my viewpoint. I haven't sold anyone or listed anyone. Um, I'm quite bullish in where I stand. Uh, what about you? Well, before I, before I go on to a rant, you know, where, <laughs> where, where are you with it? Are you... I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I've seen far tougher times on FI. Like, mm. I think... I, I rewind to summer 2017 when we were seeing 5% drops a day. Mm, yes. uh, and this, to me, seems very small in comparison. At um, the moment, yeah. At the moment, currently, yeah, it, it mm. could get worse. It could get really far better. But mm, I, I'm mm. interested to see... I'm, I'm interested to hear your rant. No, it's not... No, it's not... So That wasn't a rant. I was just going through, in my head, what I've been doing the last few days. You know, I think when panic hits, it's very easy to get caught up in the emotion of it and you lose your plan. And you lose your strategy and you can't execute. So I've tried to just think about it and step back and break it down as logically as possible. And I mean, from my point of view, um, well, let's deal with facts because I think there's a lot of opinions and guesswork and that doesn't help at a time like this. All I can try and go on is facts. And so, like, you know, you can't really disagree with me, can you? 70% of the season, right, has been completed. And I haven't seen that mentioned. I think we've got nine rounds to go in the Premier League. We've got 11 in La Liga. Um, obviously we've got quarterfinals of the Champions League a little bit of the round before to finish and the Europa League but let's say roughly we've lost 30% of our PB matches it doesn't 
feel like the end of the world, especially because we're going to get the media enhancements to compensate that. Um, so I, I, I'm not panicking with the fact that, you know, our worst case scenario, I think, and again, look, we're not experts. It could run for years. I, I don't know. But looking at the, uh, trying to form an opinion and give one, the worst case scenario for me is what, five months without football, would you say? And football returns in the new season? Yeah. Yeah, I think that for me, the, the, the tough thing is, I, I think I answered a comment on one of my YouTube right. videos the other day where someone was like, oh, should I stick? Should I twist? Should I yeah. move money here? Should I move mm. money there? And I was like, well, really? It's super hard it for is. us to actually speculate on what could happen because essentially... I think there is a most likely scenario where football is probably cancelled from next week and returns in August, September, let's say, right? Yeah. I think Start the new for, season. Yeah, for say. me, I think probabilistically that is the most likely scenario. However, there could be a scenario where um, the Euros is moved to Christmas, football is cancelled for three months and then seasons are finished in the summer. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't... Well, you, you, you've got... Yeah, my, my most probabilistic scenario is... I probably just side with you. Football returns for the new season. Um, but, oh, sorry, no, let me rewind. Can we fit either finishing this season off in late summer, you know, June, July, things settle, or do we, do we have the Euros? I don't think we can have both. That's what I was trying to say. I think the idea that we can finish the season and have the Euros is a, bit no you know no. wishful thinking i don't i see think that. i think the euros is going to move to 2021 yeah. and I, I think i've been personally saying this to you in the past couple of weeks haven't i i'd like yes. there is if you think about what the euros is this year in terms of the logistical clusterfuck that it is in terms of mm. however many 12 host nations mm, there mm, are mm. Th- they're at varying points of their infectious uh you know stages you know you've got spain and france who are kind of far further ahead than the likes of the uk it's you know it's so you can't do it it's impossible and i know there's a lot of money on riding on it there's a lot of um, well, there's a lot of sunken costs that potentially will yes. be lost but then again they take out insurance for these events you'd think so you would think so i mean they yeah often large events are underwritten aren't they um by insurance companies so you would envisage there would be compensation for them. So to move it, I don't know if it's completely sunken costs and lost. So moving it makes sense. And if you move it, it then creates that window where you could potentially finish this season. Um, I, I think up until this week, everyone started to think about playing behind closed doors. Um, yes. But, but it's changed with Rugani, with Gabbiadini just before we went on air, with Leicester players, Real Madrid have gone into quarantine. So I think the notion of playing it behind closed doors is changing every hour. No, I, I think that's uh, I think that's no longer the most likely scenario. Mm. <sighs> so, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we can either finish the season you know, potentially when this settles, you know, if we quarantine effectively and, and we nip it in the bud, which I don't, I don't, I've got no idea if that's going to happen. But, you know, the bleak scenario is is starting in August. And to me, you know, 30% lost PB games, you give me a chance to win and play for media dividends, which are going to be boosted. You know, I like that trade. You know, I'm, I'm happy with that situation. So I haven't really felt the panic like others. Um, mm. Now, maybe it's easy for me to say, you know, there'll probably be a few people saying, well, Oh, big traders talking, you know, doesn't need the money, blah, blah, blah. But um, 
I don't think that's fair, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because I've been... I, Go on. I, I was just going to say, like, I think that from my viewpoint, looking at the timeline, I think there has been a lot of... There's a lot more um, confidence in the product than I thought there was, in a, in a weird way in saying that. Is is that weird for me to say? Like, there yeah. are a lot of people who are very much like, oh, oh sorry about that, yeah. who are very much like, mm. uh, yeah, you know, I've got the long-term kind of confidence in this product and i think you and i both do as well well it offers it offers me because i we i think you and i you know we can't advise anyone what to do with their own money and that's not what the the purpose of this is i think it's just to you know give an opinion on what what i'm doing and what you're doing and yeah i can't see a better return elsewhere but you've got to balance that up with risks are you comfortable is it going to make you anxious is it going to make you unhappy are you kind of a of a fearful disposition so you've got to weigh up all of these things and ultimately you've got to be comfortable haven't you having money in the platform and enjoying it which we always go back to which is so important um so you kind of weigh that up in your head you know i'm excited about a long media window (laughs) i think media can be quite easy to win um and that's where i've moved to but i'm enjoying the kind of chess battle because we're We've got so many different um, layers to this, haven't we? Of where the money goes and where it shifts around the market. Do, do you what? Um, do you think that having absolute certainty of events would actually allay fears and make people oh, more confident yeah. in their bets? It's like, so let me let me give you the scenario, right? Yeah, go on. Football stops today. Stops today. Yeah. There is no Euros, and the um, kind of proposed start date is that football starts again in august september let's say maybe they delay the season by a month Mm, starting mm, mm. so let's say six months no football do you think that is a better situation than which we are in now because i i I think it is as well like having certainty and clarity over that situation there will be people who are like okay well I really love PB and IPD and I don't really want to trade this way and, mm, and I'll leave, mm, which mm. I'm, I'm not sure how many people there are. There mm. are going to be other people who have a, a longer time outlook on FI, which I think you and I do and, and yeah. a lot of traders do yeah. because of the the kind of three-year um, bet USP of FI yeah. that people will be like, okay, well, this is the six-month outlook, but actually my outlook yeah. is 18 to 24 months. I know that this period is going to be like this, but my bets are going to be yeah. placed for the longer term. yeah once it crystallizes and we get some uh, logistics and some concrete plans then we can trade uh, we can go about our own sort of methods and our, our own strategies and we can trade to that i think it's so hard at the moment because it's so up in the air and you know we, we got the pandemic announcement yesterday so this is the real rush of the storm and the panic i think and i would expect things to settle but yeah who knows i'd like to have some concrete plans uh, to work towards and um you know, I think Football Index, even themselves, they've got some interesting decisions to make, haven't they? You know, if you run through, we spoke about it a little bit earlier today, um, things on the horizon and how that might impact prices, there's just so many variables. You know, we've got the we've got the media review and how that changes the media landscape. We've got order books, which is obviously hugely exciting. But um, I, think, I think the media review wouldn't be done till a bit before the season starts correct so i i can't see them doing a media review in a month's time no no not now no so media review is probably pushed back now well it wouldn't make sense to change it all now would it? well i think it was under the assumption from adam cole's q a that it was going to be before the next season right so let's presume you know like we have i i also think that i've been on record saying that the the transfer dividend is probably probably going to make a comeback 
Yeah, I, I liked it in the end. You know, I was one of the few people I enjoyed that. So I think that may come back, yeah. Because otherwise we have congregated value in the in the top end of the mm. transfer market mm. or mm. people that win media regularly. Whereas we saw in January you had the likes of Olivier Giroud that might not have that long-term intrinsic value yeah. kind of fluctuating. And I think that's probably good for the market. Yep, yep, agree. And what, you know, in comparison to, I know we were talking earlier about kind of gold and Bitcoin mm. and FTSE mm. going down. We've we've often talked about whether or not if FI would flourish in a recession. Um, and actually, FI flourish in a, a situation where the UK is in complete lockdown. Because you've, you've kind of been like to me, well, if people can't work and they're at home... Mm. Um, then they're more likely to be active on the platform. Do you, this, do you think we could actually see like an uptick in, uh, in trading? In a way, even uh, if the market doesn't increase I, in terms of value? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that because I don't know if that will permeate through the noise of the grim scenarios that are going to be in hospitals. I mean, it may do, it may not. But yeah, everyone's at home. There's no football on, there's no sport on. My livelihood's gone for a little while, probably. Um, so Football Index does offer, ironically, a bit of a safe retreat. Um uh, so we we could do, yeah. Especially if there's double dividends to play for or enhanced media. What do you think? What would you do if you were FI in the next yeah. two weeks? What would you? What would wanna, your well, course of action be? I want to throw that back to you. Because we're we're recording this, aren't we? Without prep and just kind of chatting through things. I mean, I'd probably um, I'd probably bring forward potentially to May or June the new season's dividend structure mm-hmm. um, to entice and whet the appetite for the new year. Because there's some real bargains on offer for next season. Um, so if you if you kind of throw in what the dividends are going to look like next year in the chart, that may well shift the market back to buying next season's players. Um, mm. Transfers are going to naturally occur anyway. I think we were already seeing certain transfer players be sort of picked up over the last few weeks, even without this. This probably accelerates it. So if I was FI, I'd bring through the new, the media kind of bonus payout table. So I'd look to bring that through. Um they're the two things that jump off, but no doubt you've got better ideas than me. <laughs> I would, um, I, I would, you know, do what they're doing in terms of the communication side of things, as we saw Adam Cole's announcement just before we we jumped on. I would, yeah, continue to be reactive to the ongoing world of football, but I'd also be proactive to to an extent. So, I would announce uh, a dividend structure where by like what it would be like if the euros was on and then i'd also do uh, a contingency media dividend announcement now for example like what it would look like if there's no um no football from tomorrow or when the point comes when there are football just be like look we know that there is a probability that there will be no football at some point between now and the end of the season here is what we do uh, and then again, I'd bring forward that review. I'd bring it to, I'd actually go one month further than you and I'd go April, May. I didn't actually realise it was the 12th of March. For some reason, I thought it was quite early. Um, and I was saying to you, we've we've only we've only finished two months early because the last Premier League weekend is on the 17th of May. Um, so we, we're actually only, That's, I, I mean, thought we, we were two and a half, three months, but we're actually only two months. Yeah, we've got away. nine game weeks left and media and transfers have always been very lucrative for football index and have always been quite an enjoyable you know part of trading um and yeah there's a lot of dividends on offer so it's not as if we've cut off the season before the halfway point um 
But it's the acid test for me. I really think that this is an acid test for a lot of traders and for Football Index themselves. So far, I've really enjoyed the communication from them. When we did the last show, you know, last week, I think some people didn't want to hear the message from Adam Cole. And they said, why is he kind of getting out in front of it? Why is he not letting things develop? But imagine the panic if we wouldn't have had last week's announcement and we didn't. And, you know, there wasn't a Euro contingency plan. There wasn't double dividends this month. You know, they have handled this impeccably so far to me in terms of their communications. Um, we haven't, I guess, had the Euro contingency plan. Yeah, fine. But they're clearly working on it and just trying to stay on top of it. So I've enjoyed the comms. I think for traders, um, there's so many layers to how you go through this. I think traders are going to become more skilled. You know, if you choose to navigate it and you go through this rocky period, and it may not even be that rocky, I do think everyone comes out of it a lot stronger and better equipped. And I'll tell you what I find interesting, Fig. All of a sudden, it feels like career dividends matter. All this chat around they don't, and, you know, all the tipsters pushing out the shit, not all of them, but some of them. In times of panic, where's the money gone? Sancho, Neymar, Kane, solid assets and investments that, you know, return healthy dividends. So it's ironic in times of panic, the market seems to kind of um, rally to those players. Mm. But um, it, it is, it's quite it interesting, is, that. It is interesting. It is interesting. I want to ask you, Panda, what what do you make of the uh, actual inner market response from FI in terms of the spreads and, and some of the things there that we're seeing? Well, they're protecting the product, aren't they? Um, I'm just having a look at this. I'm just trying to bring up the spreads here now because they've just in increased. I think as we've started recording, have they? Let me have a look. So we've got. Um... I mean, we we know when there's a run on players and they start to sell, the chances are the spreads are going to increase, right? I don't mm. think that's news to anyone. No, no, um, I don't think it is. And they are market controllers, and they're protecting, you know, the platform and all of our investments. Hmm. Um, I mean, do, do, what do you um? What, what do you think of the spreads? Do you think, because a lot of people have complained about them, do you think they're a good uh, thing? What do you, yeah, go on. What, what, tell me. What do you think? Uh, I. Because now I, it is, I've just checked, yeah, 619 now for Sancho. I, I, think, I think it's sensible in the current climate. I think that there is too much uncertainty in the world at the moment. And I think those spreads are reflecting that. Would you, would you not agree with that? Yeah. Like, FI can't, you know, they have to they have to mitigate the circumstances that are kind of ongoing in the world at the moment and they can't do that and i think that you know we're, we're right when when fi throw down the checkpoints that are this is going to happen now and this is going to happen yes. now and if the season starts in this month this is what the dividend structure will be there are going to be checkpoints for traders to kind of like look for um and i think that you know that that is going to be the course of action i presume in the next that, that's two how weeks i so. feel traders are at the moment and even myself i'm reaching in the dark somewhat you know i'm not sure where to go i mean i haven't made any moves particularly i was well stocked up on certain players before but without a roadmap and knowing when football returns and uh, where the euros are going to be I, once everything's called off like you know officially postponed i think ironically it will give us a sense of like right this is where we are then we get the plans in place of where you know we're going to move to, and then I think you can start to navigate it. Um, yeah, uh, we are seeing a few buys. There are people trying to get ahead of this, trying to predict those announcements, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you told me you did a bit of shopping as well. So yeah, I mean, I've bought, uh, I've picked up players that have got 
you know, multiple strings to their bow. So that's got, um, if PB, you know, let's say league football returns, which is unlikely, but not out of the question, then, you know, they've dropped a bit and I've picked them up at a discount. They may also have a transfer um, potential. Uh, they may have transfer well, We're just, uh, sorry, I've just got Go some stuff here. Yeah. UEFA set to announce Tuesday that Euro 2020 will be postponed to 2021, okay. um, according to L'Equipe. Uh, that seems fairly, sensible. Fairly reliable source. But, but again, it's another uncertain event that we can just kind of nail down by Tuesday that traders will know where they stand. Yep, exactly. And the more we know, the more we're armed, the more we can kind of operate. Yeah. I mean, this was probably the realistic scenario. We both said Euros are probably unlikely. Um, I've but... been I've been I've been so... waving that bat for a while now and I yeah, think it's yeah. it's sensible that that's happened. Yeah, yeah. So Euros next year. So then okay, so we've got the window to finish this season. Or we just wait for the next one. I mean, we have never seen this in our lifetimes, have we? No, no. I mean, look, you, you are, you've got a few years on me. This is... Yeah, I mean, I, the thing that I'd say is valuing of players. Like, I wanted to bang the drum on this a couple of weeks ago on the show, but we ran out of time. That I just don't think as a community we are understanding why we own players, the dividend yield that's driving and underpinning players, um... And therefore, maybe some of us have less confidence in our holds. And so if we get, you know, if that's the wrong word, I'm fully confident that when we when we navigate these, you know, next few months, I think some spotlight, you know, we can all reflect, all think about valuing players. And I do think we become better traders because of it. I, I think people are jumping off holds now. Well, let, 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 let's split this up. Two reasons, right? Number one. You just want to get out of the market. You're not enjoying it. You're not happy. Like, of course, like, you know, you, no problem. But if you're jumping off players because, you know, you don't understand what their intrinsic price is, then to me, that's a shame. You know, because if you... Yeah, and some of the price movement has been quite logical recently. Some I mean, of it has. Yeah, like, you know, Trent falling after being kicked out of a UCL tie, whether they were favourites. That seems logical. Van yeah. Dijk, the same. Ferran Torres, Haaland. It seems quite logical to me. Um, yeah. Some of the yeah. drops. Obviously, some of them are irrational. Um, but, you know, I'm seeing Jordan Henderson. Like, there are going to be... Play and, and also, like, we've got to remember, the short-term value for some of this play some of these players has diminished to some extent. Of with course. The game's being cancelled. So, know, it I makes sense. Yeah, so you if you've lost 30% of your PB games... Um, I don't know, you might win, it depends on the player, but you know, you might win you might win one of those, two of those. So, I don't know, 30, 40 P's lost. So you can see why some of them have dropped without PB football, especially mm. if they've not got a transfer or a big media profile. So short-term fluctuations in their price makes absolute sense. I just saw some of the instant selling today and it just looked like a bit of panic and like not understanding really why they're on at that price. And I do think that's a problem in the community, full stop. You know, not understanding what underpins prices. Mm. Um, but you know, good time to learn them over the next couple of months. Yeah, and I think um, that kind of no no euros this summer. As I think, just going back to that yeah. quickly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. That's just one uncertainty that becomes a certainty now, which I think is going to help people longer term yeah, with their bets. Yeah. yeah, it's in when you've got the decision to make out there as well, the traders. When do you move into? next season's players mm. you know because last last season out. it seemed to happen april time well that's what i mean i think it was i think may last year 
we got PB players and IPD started to be bought. Because I think I picked up Vardy and Veghorst and a few others. So I think it was May. We're not that far away. And as I say, transfers are already being bought. Um, so five months without football, you know, we can navigate that. Obviously, against the backdrop of, of um, uh, I don't know, poor health and NHS under crisis. You know, that, there's external factors here which are at play, which we don't know about. But I'm just kind of looking from the little microcosm that is Football Index and where we are. Um, the other thing, oh, that's what I was saying before, I think, and I don't know if I finished it. Like, maybe I'm a bit calmer about this because of obviously, you know, I, I come from an upbringing with, lot, you know, not much money and faced big difficulties financially when I started, you know, gambling career, um, got myself into quite a lot of debt. So I don't know, I'm, I'm comfortable losing money and kind of accepting that position of notional profit dropping because, you know, I haven't cashed out on Football Index yet. So these drops on my screen in front of me, they're not... They're not crystallised. You know, the numbers go up and down, but it's not in my bank account. And I fully expect them to soar and go way higher again. So it doesn't make me nervous when my prices drop. But I guess that's it's not an easy thing for people out there. Yeah, it's uh, it's not easy at all. And I mean, we're and seeing do, some yeah. of the sales come through, uh, people selling with these big spreads. It's, uh, you know, I think people need to, to kind of think about it dearly. Like... Uh, <laughs> you know if you're selling a player at 50 percent of their value yes it's it's, well, it's a it's a big big, <laughs> big chunk I, to take no one suggested the world's ending have they although no. we're not making light of this in any way shape or form and obviously no. you know it is very upsetting but look, football's coming back <laughs> i'm you know let's not beat around the bush and um... yeah i mean i mean at the end of the day like unless something drastic happens and touch with and um let's hope this virus doesn't become any worse than it is but mm. you know football is forever as as a lot of people tend, tend to say i think that was part of adam cole's statement right um yeah. it, it's just about having those uncertain t's made certain t's and then i think we'll see a kind of flip of that the current kind of trend that we're seeing that just seems quite logical to me you know no one wants to bet when there are loads and loads of uncertain events yeah, on. I, I, Do you know what I mean? No, I'm finding it hard to think about buyers. You know, I've left my port alone because I'm not sure even if I listed or sold where I'd put the cash at this moment. I did I did a bit of shopping over the last 24 hours, but not significant. Um, so I think, yeah, we just need to cement some uh, cement the roadmap in place. But I, I'm relatively calm at the moment. I mean, we obviously, you know, we may talk next week, we may talk before. You know, we'll observe it, you know, on a daily basis. But... Um, the summer, you know, is, is there's a lot of opportunity out there, I think. And there's a lot of ways the market can shift and evolve. And there's a lot of pieces that Football Index can put in front of us to move it. And I think excitement can build towards next season once we get over the worst of it. And, you know, like countries have defeated, not defeated the virus, but countries are, like China, are st maybe starting to go back to work. Schools open May the 3rd. You know, this isn't forever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's... In my opinion. I, keep, <laughs> I should keep adding that because I, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. Um, any any other things to talk about, Ad? <sighs> um, I want... What about the Betway piece? Did you read about that? Last no, week, what, what's happened no, there? Betway, the online betting firm Betway, have paid a record 11.6 million settlement for accepting stolen money from high-ending VIP customers. Oh, Some of whom yeah, I did see were displaying that. clear signs of gambling addiction. Now... Again, another thing Football Index gets a lot of stick for is the rigorous process they put on when you start depositing large. So they ask for um, a source of wealth check, a source of funds, potentially. They want to see debit statements, bank statements. This is why. 
okay, we to stop them getting fined, uh, you know, from the from the gambling commission, um, and to check that it isn't laundered money. So I just think you know that something that FI have stepped up. I've noticed over the last six or seven months, I certainly got a thorough check, and uh, it's a good thing because we you know we don't want what's happening to Betway, do we? Happening? No, so no. That's a tick in, that's a tick in the box for FI for me. Yeah, I think that um, AML uh, and anti money laundering. Yeah, yeah. This, sorry, sorry to use um, <laughs> to use. <laughs> I got in trouble for that for XG in episode one. But yeah, and... <laughs> uh, yeah, AML and, and kind of know your customer checks. That's KYC. Sorry to, to use another one. Yeah, um, they're super important and they're becoming more and more important in uh, businesses in general, and they have done since two thousand eight. And I think that. Um, that yeah like fi taking a really proactive and, and proper stance on them is is, is yeah. really good and i think we're going to see more of that in in the future i'm sure but uh yeah let's uh let's let's see what happens well yeah we'll i'm keep... excited about the next week where money goes does it stay at the top end does it go into transfers does it go into well, do fi make a, an announcement by then yeah 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 a lot to keep our eyes peeled for but um but we'll, yeah. i think we'll um we'll publish this pod straight away just in case anything changes uh, okay. between now and seven o'clock so it, it makes it makes no sense to pe- keep keep the people waiting from you pod uh, panda well it's you as well you're yeah. you're the public service announcement king <laughs> i'm just a side cog in this I, I do think it's um it is interesting though to to kind of look at a market where people are placing three-year bets but panicking over the six three yeah, just two three six month outlook that that is a really interesting dynamic for me if, if we're going to leave on anything yeah two interesting dynamics number one that exactly i'm placing my three-year bet because i believe shirk is going to be the best player in the world oh you know he wasn't going to play anyway now football's off for three months makes no difference less instant selling so you've got that dynamic and then you've got the dynamic of all of a sudden dividends seem to matter for people that tell you it doesn't and money's going into potentially safer assets. Again, mm. another interesting dynamic. So I'm enjoying watching it and how it's all unfolding. Yes. Yeah. Let's uh, let's leave on that note. And let's I leave on that note. We'll know a lot more next week. We will, hopefully. And uh, if you guys are out there and by the time you listen, like we've gone into lockdown and stuff, stay safe. Uh, call doctors if you're feeling unwell, all that, all that jazz. And uh, just remember that this is a, yeah, this is, this is a gambling platform. Never uh, bet more than you can afford to lose. So uh, but we're a community figure. I was going to say, just throw that in there. We're a family. We're a community. We stick together and trade through the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much yeah. for listening, everyone. All right. Cheers. Cheers.